Welcome to the Universe is Talking. I'm your host, King. And I'm your host, Aja. And this is episode number two. Today we will be discussing why are women more open to accepting advice from men instead of women, especially men that they know are looking to have sex with them, whether openly or secretly. And I'm going to go right in on this discussion today. Women know exactly who they are targeting when they have this conversation. They don't walk up to a homeless guy on the street and say, hey, I'll give you $20 or I'll give you $50 or whatever the number is, but I'll give you this money if you just sit and listen to what's going on in my life right now. And after I'm done talking, you tell me what you think about my situation. They don't do that. They don't stop the janitor at their job that don't really speak good English, but he can say, see, mommy, good man, good man. (laughs) Or no, no, mommy, no good, no good. Nah, they don't do that. Women target the man that they know been shooting shots for the past six, seven, eighteen months. And these shots he's been shooting, he's been shooting them verbally, non-verbally, flirtingly, non-flirtingly, via eye contact, quick glances, little smirks, smiles, whatever. And now that there's storms inside of the relationship that they're currently in or the marriage or whatever it might be, this is the man that they choose to go to to get quote unquote advice from. In other words, this is the man that they have chosen to get peaceful dick from. (laughs) Now, all that man has to do is not fuck up the deal. Mm -hmm. All he has to do is say the right things at the exact at the perfectly calculated time to not make her say, uh, going to give him some of this pussy, <laughs> but his stupid ass done said the wrong thing, so now I ain't even going to let him get a glance of this pussy. Right. If the man could strategically say or even not say, the words that are necessary to get him all the way in in that pussy, her mission will have been accomplished. 
So this is now a soft negotiation process. Mm-hmm. They might be sitting right next to each other. She's feeling his energy, testing it out, seeing how you she could get to being next to him. This is the moment he's been waiting for for who knows how long because he know it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before that nigga do something. He's going to do something, 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 and she's going to be coming in my mother. She's going to be coming in my face <laughs> wanting to see what's up. He's been waiting for this moment. Now, is he going to be too anxious? Is he going to jump and say something stupid like, well, why you ain't just get with me in the first place? Nah, nigga, this ain't that type of time. No. She don't really want you. She just want to, you know, test the waters a little bit, see what the negotiation process is like, see if, you know, you could go from being a scout on her team to being worthy of a first-round draft pick, maybe even an early second-round draft pick. But you got to impress. And that's the reason why she came to talk to you. I see. I see. Um... I think I have a different perspective here. And actually, like what you just said is is one of the things I want to discuss later on, but I think it starts somewhere else initially with us as women. And I've watched this dynamic play out in my group. So I have a group that you're also an admin of and you take control over every weekend. And in this group is the majority are women. And sometimes we talk relationships, um, we talk sex, we talk a lot of different things, but it's an environment where we're free to be ourselves and express ourselves. And I find that every once in a while there's a question that is posed, and if I offer advice based on my own experiences and observations, um, I may sometimes get crickets from a few people. But the moment that you jump on and you offer some sort of male-driven advice, they're, like, soaking it up. And I'm like, really? Like, you're going to take your advice from King. You're not going to take it from the woman who um, has been married, has been married happily for a while, has um, done and experienced these things that you seem to be having trouble with, You won't take advice from her, no. You're going to take advice from a man. So um, it made me observe us a lot more closely. And when I say us, I mean women. And also think about all the patterns and things that have occurred throughout my lifetime. And I came to this conclusion. One of the main reasons that we seem to want the advice of men over women is that we don't trust each other. That's the first thing. And this is bigger than having, like, a general distrust of people because there's that as well. 
but specifically women not trusting other women. It's because this narrative has been perpetuated for as long as I can remember that we are jealous, envious, that we're outright plotting against each other, say, in a test that I've experienced more sisterhood type of vibes with women. I've also experienced some of the strife that comes with being a woman and having women relationships. I've seen it happening. Actually, I've seen more destruction between women happening than I've actually participated or been a victim of. But it's not just confined to women behavior. I mean, men have issues with each other, but it seems that with women, it's much more promoted. It's more propaganda surrounding us not getting along. Much more reality TV shows the disintegration of relationships between women. And we begin to believe that about each other. So even if we've only had like one bad experience out of 10, we start to see women as our enemy rather than the person that we can go to. And if you don't trust women, if you think that they're the enemy and they're always plotting against you, even though you yourself are a woman and you have no issue with any other women, why would you believe what women are telling you? So even though this woman has the ability to offer you some really good, introspective, deep advice, she's lying when it's anything different than what we already believe. We'll think that she's lying, that she's jealous, that she's hating on us, when she may be the most honest person in or outside of our circle. And that's a shame. So that really is, like, to me, the foundation of why women are less trusting of other women. And when we have the opportunity to either seek or gain information from one another, we don't believe it and will want to seek out male advice. And that will lead me to my second point, but I'm going to let you go. Okay, well, your first point actually segues perfectly into my se- my second point. Look at us. Which is, is not a Category 5 disaster yet. So she don't need to speak to a woman just yet. Okay? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, I should say she don't need to speak to an outside woman just yet. So I'm going to go ahead and get into my second point, which is, She's already spoken to a woman, and that woman is herself. She's been discussing in her head with the 35, 38 different voices that she has in her head, whatever this situation is. And as a man, I imagine the conversation goes like this. (laughs) If he steps with his left foot, that means this. And if he stepped with his right foot, that means that, and if he raises his left hand, then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to say this. And if he raises his right hand, then I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to say that. And she's going over this scenario in her head with all of those 38 different voices that she's carrying inside so much to the point that she now believes all of that has actually happened in reality. So she's listened to her own voice tell her what she should and shouldn't do 
given the different options of what he might say, what he might not say. But she's forgetting the fact that none of this has actually happened, or at least it hasn't happened yet. But she's so deep into this whole situation in her own mind with herself. One, she don't need another woman to give her any input right now, not yet. And two, she believes that her thoughts are the reality of what has happened. Mm -hmm. So now, when she approaches the man that she is with, she's approaching him as if this entire discussion that has been going on in her head has actually happened. And two, because this fantasy situation that has been going on in her head for who knows how long is now reality to her, this now opens the door for her to go and see what's up with Mr. Steph Curry from the three-point line, shooting 85% from the field now all of a sudden, when he was really historically shooting 25% from the field. But since, you know, things ain't going too right right about now, let me see what's up with Mr. Steph Curry from the three-point line. I see. You done? I'm done. <laughs> okay. You made a good point. My issue with that and my issue, and I shouldn't even say it's an issue because I think we're allowed to do whatever we want to do. I mean, there are consequences to what we do. So we're allowed to take whatever measures we feel is going to help us to move more towards our goal. And if you feel like seeking the advice of someone that you have any remote um, sexual or romantic interest in, you think that's going to help you in a relationship that you've already established, then go for it. I think that it is a big mistake because the person that is giving you advice, and you've pretty much proven that, is giving advice based on what he wants from you. So it may not be the, the, the very best advice to get you to where your goal is to actually maintain or build a better relationship with the person that you seem to be confused about. I think that one of the reasons why we do seek information and advice from men, because men are less likely to discuss their thoughts and their feelings. So um, when things come up, we don't understand that language. Like you said, when he moves his left hand, we think that it means this, or when he puts his right foot down, we think that it means that. And we really don't know. If you're smart, you'll know that you really don't know to make the assumption of it would be a mistake. Um, so oftentimes we may seek out male advice to kind of have an interpretation of what another man is doing, but I always felt like there's nobody better to tell you what one means than the source. So in every relationship I've ever been in, I just ask. I'm very um, to say that I ask questions all the time. I have no problem asking questions. I know when to ask the question and when to just observe and see. Because behavior and actions tell me more than what his words can ever tell me. So if I'm confused about a behavior, if I observe long enough, I'll find out that that behavior either means something or meant nothing. That's just something that he does 
or that it does mean something. This this is a precursor to some other behavior, but that is something that is revealed over time. And since I'm patient in relationships, meaning I'm in no rush to get to the end, maybe that's because I never intended to get married, so I never had this plan where, like, we got to hurry up and get to the point where happily ever after occurs. It's allowed me to kind of chill out and just have a good time and see what happens and observe his behavior. Maybe that's why. But because of that, I think I observed behavior more than tried to assume or interpret what that behavior meant. And therefore, when I got confused or if I got confused, I wasn't seeking out other males or men to interpret it for me. I let him tell me. Doesn't mean that I haven't had relationships or conversations with men over the years that have cleared up a few myths that I had. Um, I, I believe that there is a lot of good advice that can come from men, but most of that advice has to come from men that have nothing to gain from giving it to you. That's one thing. So if he is trying to get something from you, if he wants something from you, then you're less likely to get the type of advice that's unbiased. Even if it's true, what he's telling you has a purpose, and what he's not telling you also has a purpose. And I find that I'm really not interested in becoming closer or seeking the approval of men, um, which is my second point. Um, it took me some time to get to that. But I often think that we're looking for the approval of men. We want to be closer to men. So we're seeking that approval. And it doesn't matter that while his perspective is valuable, so I believe that it is such a beautiful experience to listen to men talk, to actually open up and to share their experiences or what their thoughts are on an issue. I also think that when we listen to men, that we should take their perspective and use it for what it's worth. That's the male perspective it will help us to understand their behavior a lot better. But do we fashion our behavior after men? No. We're still women. Men don't change their behavior because of what women think. You all think we're crazy. Does it change what you do? Do you all still do the same things you do uh, knowing that it's going to make us crazy? Yeah, you do. You don't change it. You just know that we're going to flip. And you make some sort of provision or, you know, give yourself a little cushion to deal with the repercussions of your behavior, but you don't change it. So I kind of have issue with us fashioning our behavior after men because of what men says, say matters to them or what you all like or what you think we should be doing rather than us just deciding to continue to be women. And just use male advice is just that. That's his advice. That's his perspective. And it's good to know. Um, and then my other point, my, the other part to what I was going to say, which was related to your first point, is that we're not blind. And you know it. We're not always seeking your approval. Sometimes what we're seeking is to get closer and to be in a relationship with you all. So all of a sudden, every time we have a problem, we're coming to you. We're seeking your advice or asking your, for your help, asking for favors, 
becoming more connected to you, uh, becoming more dependent. Because one thing I can say is that men love to feel needed. Um, and so if we are constantly in a position of need, then that will make you feel valuable to us. And so it doesn't, it won't matter that the advice is really silly or something that we shouldn't be seeking from you. Um, you're happy to help. And you're going to be there for us through that. And ultimately, for some women, not all, but for some women who are seeking to be in relationships with these men that they're seeking advice from, they'll get exactly what they want. And I don't know whether that's a long-term solution. I think it's just a gimmick or a tactic, and it leads to temporary pleasure, but you'll find that all he wanted to do was play. He was like he was all in for the game from the door, and you're in for some sort of long-term game, and he's just in for, you know, a quarter or two. That's it. That's all he wants. Well, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off just now? Mm-mm, I want to know what your thoughts are. All right. Well, how on earth are you expecting me to play on your team for a whole season? when you're pregnant with another man's baby. So, yeah, of course, I will absolutely stick my dick in you. But as soon as I stick my dick out, you need to go back to figuring out what you and that man are going to do after that baby is born. And in consideration of him, I'll be very respectful of the hours. I won't contact you during the daytime. I'll wait for the nighttime. Matter of fact, I won't contact you at all. You contact me when you want me to come get some of that pregnant pussy. But, no, I am not sticking around for the whole season. No, I'll be around for the six months remaining that you brought me into. And then once the baby comes, y'all go ahead and figure out y'all thing. I'll disappear and go back to being the ghost that I was before I appeared. If you are married, again, no, I'm not sticking around for the whole season. You have a husband to go be with. I will be considerate. I will make sure you're home by midnight, the absolute latest, because I don't want him thinking that I'm being disrespectful by keeping you out at (laughs) certain hours of the night. So I'm going to make sure you get home to him by midnight, the absolute latest, if that's okay. If it's, if I should adjust my midnight rule to 10 p.m., I have no problem with that at all. You'll make it home by 10 p.m., the absolute latest, and you can go back to living your happily married life. But for you to think as a pregnant woman or a married woman that I'm looking to be the replacement father or the replacement husband, I can tell you right now, that has never crossed my mind in this equation that exists between us. So let's talk about the flaw and the whole thought process of seeking advice from one man about another man. Okay. Unless the man that you're going to talk to has set right next to me in a strip club for the past 
eight years, night in and night out. Unless he's been at open bar with me and he's witnessed me do whatever I do in either one of those environments, outside of those environments, unless he's witnessed it firsthand and unless he's lived that playboy lifestyle the same exact way that I've lived it to some degree, he can't tell you why I'm doing what I'm doing, how I'm thinking, and what my next thought or step is going to be because he is not me. So that's the first problem in going to someone outside of your situation. You're going to talk to a man that's either as much as or less than a man than your man. So whatever you're getting from this outsider is not going to equal up. That's problem number one. Problem number two, as the man outside of your situation, we don't really care what's going on (laughs) with you and your husband, your partner, your boyfriend, your man, whatever he is. We don't care that y'all are not having sex. We don't care about how he talks to you. We don't care that you and him don't see eye to eye on anything at all in life. You marry them, you deal with it. Don't come crying to me about whatever's happening in that situation. I don't have any thought about that in the world. My only thought is how much do I need to adjust my shot so this <laughs> shot can start start falling down? That's the only thing I care about. But if you think that you talking to me about your situation means that I care, then go ahead. Talk away. Just understand that I have nothing to say about that. I'm going to transition the conversation into how amazing your hair looks. I noticed you got your nails done. I like it. Uh, did you get your toes done also? That was great. I like that. We're going to transition to something totally opposite of what you want to talk about, which is you and him. Right. But women are not paying attention to that part because mm-hmm. they're, they're working their mission. It is unfair to categorize it. The, the women who are seeking male advice are always involved in a situation or married. I think that in my experience in talking to men and talking to other women, it is more so single women who are, are looking for this advice more than anyone. Because while someone in a situation, mainly being married, um, may come across some issues that they can't interpret. If she is seeking out male advice, she really does know what she's doing because it's like breaking a rule going outside of your marriage. You're you're kind of breaking a vow at that point, confidence. Um, once you take that step, what you're really looking to do is get out of your relationship, tiptoe out of it, um, have another relationship with someone else. 
But I think that it is so much easier and not a breach of contract to seek male advice if you're single. If you're single and you're having problems, I mean, let's just face it. If you're single and you don't want to be, you're probably always wondering why you're still single. There are a lot of single men and, and women who don't want to be. They want a relationship. They want to either be in a long-term committed relationship or they want a husband or wife. And who better to seek advice from, they think, than the opposite sex so that they can learn whatever they need to learn so that they could have a relationship that's more long-lasting because they figure at some point some people get smart enough to say, okay, I've had five failed relationships back-to-back. The common denominator in that is me. What is it about me? What is it that I'm not doing or I'm doing that is making it hard for me to maintain a relationship? Um, And they won't, I mean, I guess it's harder to get that information from themselves. As you said earlier, a woman will consult herself. Well, herself is flawed in the sense that she keeps doing the things that she's been doing and those things are not panning out for her. And initially, she thought it was every guy that she's ever messed with. He's the one that can't see how wonderful and beautiful and just how valuable she is. He's he's the one. But after so many he's, it's like, okay, there's probably an issue with me. Let's just face it. The main issue is you keep picking the ones. You keep picking the ones. So if you're picking the guy that consistently is letting you down, or is not a good fit, then yeah, there is a flaw in your plan. Um, so I think you're more likely to have single women seeking male advice. And oftentimes, and I'm this is just it's an unpopular thing, what I'm getting ready to say. But they seek the advice of men who are in relationships. Single women are much more likely to go to a man who was taken to get advice from him because he's taken. He's with someone. He seems to be with this person because he wants to be. He, I mean, he's in a relationship. This is what they want, a relationship. So they're seeking advice from him to get an understanding of what it is he's looking for to be in a relationship and to maintain a relationship. The the major flaw with that, even if he has no design on this woman, is that she begins to attach herself to him because from all appearances, he's a good man. He has a woman that he's committed to, he's doing things for, he's sitting here telling her, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I do for my woman, you know, when when she's feeling this way. I don't know why you're having this happen to you, but this is what I do. And what's going to happen? She's going to fall in love with him because he's a good man. He's doing all the right things. That's the stuff that she wants. And then before you know it, they may be confiding in each other about issues. So he may say, I did all this for my woman and she didn't really seem to appreciate it. Now she's like, well, you know, I wish somebody did that for me. I'd appreciate it. And this is a whole different topic. 
Yes, but, it is, and I'm pers- <laughs> I'm purposely not going to go in on this. But, part but what of I'm saying point. is, but but I couldn't avoid it because you continue to touch upon married women seeking advice from men, and me being married, I'm really protective about my husband, our marriage. There's only so many things that I really will share about him and us as a family because I'm very protective about it. So I know that, and I know I'm not alone. I I speak with a lot of married women who have happy marriages because I really believe that um, you are the company you keep. So I like to talk to people who are happy. I, I really do not like to speak with someone who constantly are talking bad things about uh, marriage or committed relationships as if these things don't really work out or that um, the people that are in them aren't truly happy. I mean, that is, I think, a, a myth that happy people really aren't happy. Um, married people really aren't happy. I think that what it is is unhappy people are much more inclined to talk and unhappy people are much more inclined to be quiet because if you are content, what is there to say? There's nothing to say. I mean, I'm I'm good. So because of that, I felt like I had to kind of defend the honor of women who are in relationship with men that they're happy to be in um, and not really looking to to have advice from any other man other than her husband because she's good with him and she knows where she can get everything that she needs. But I think that the women that you are discussing are women who have already decided they want something else. And that's exactly why they're coming to you or any other man to seek advice is because they already know that they, they have that mission, as you said. Well, we have now stumbled upon Category 5. Okay. She is now single. As you have said, her previous five relationships have failed. And if she's a, a smart woman, she sat back and realized I'm the common denominator in these five relationships. So what's going on with me? So now that we are at category five levels here, now she wants to talk to her girlfriends and cry on their shoulders and, and ask them what's wrong with me. She's ready to talk to women now mm-hmm. because she's struck out. Over so and yeah, over. Yep. So now she wants somebody close to her, particularly women that are close to her, to tell her what's wrong. What am I doing wrong? How did you make it out of all of this that I've been experiencing? How did you make it to a successful relationship, a successful marriage? Or even even if you're successfully single, how did you make it to that point? Mm-hmm. I like that you say that. Because I, I really know that there are not a lot, but there are some women who are very happy being single. And, you know, if something were to happen, okay, that's great. But if it doesn't, they're completely happy being just who they are. And, and I love that. So I like that you, you brought that up. All right. Now, for the single woman who have conversations with men to test their logic and see how they think. To them, I just simply say, live your best life. If 
being in a relationship is what you're after. If having a long-term commitment that ends however it ends, and when I say end, I don't mean ending tragically as in a breakup, but I'm also saying ending, maybe you want the marriage ending. Maybe you want children and house ending. Whatever that perfect ending is for you, if that is your goal, live your best life. You have to get yourself to a happy point after you've gone through your single period and you've figured out what you've been doing wrong. You now have to step out there and start shooting your shots. So now you're in the WNBA and you're the one shooting the shots. And that I don't mean aggressively shooting your shots as a man might do. I'm just simply saying, putting yourself in areas where men can see you and you can give them the opportunity to at least have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not out there to be seen, then you're not out there to be taken either. Can I, can I just like mm-hmm. inject something here? Yep. I think that it's, it's important though, and no judgment, really no judgment, but I think it's important to, be clear that being seen doesn't mean showing the very um the basal nature like appealing to that part of men i think if you are always showing them your ass your titties um you know poking your lips out and hoping that that's going to get somebody and lure them in if you're always showing the sensual and sexual parts of you, this is what you're displaying, then yeah, you're going to get some men. You're going to get lots of men. You're going to get lots of comments on your pictures. You're going to get lots of DMs. But none of those things are satisfying when what you're seeking is more than just sex. Because when you put that out there, what you get are the people who are looking to use those parts of you. Yes, they're going to say you're beautiful, you're sexy. Oh, you so look at the girl, look at you. But you're not getting the man. You're getting his dick. His dick is speaking at that point because that's what you wanted to talk to. So I think when you say to women, and this is male advice, but when you say to women to put themselves out there, this is my advice as well, put yourself in situations where the man that is in the situation with you, that is in within reach of you, is seeking something more. So, you know, you're going to have to go to places and things where there's some sort of common ground where if he is also there, then he's prob- he probably has this interest that you also have. Now you have a foundation to build upon that isn't your sexuality. Now, I'm not saying that you can't look good. I'm not saying that he won't notice these qualities about you because men see these things right away. I'm saying if you're not advertising them as the thing that you want him to connect to, then he's much more likely to want to have a conversation with you while also recognizing just how beautiful you are, how soft your lips are, how nice and and juicy your breasts are, and all of those things. He's seeing those things as well, but he's also having the opportunity to have a conversation with you. One of the qualities that I feel like I've always had, no matter what anybody has been saying to me 
or what they see in me is that I use my brain. That I don't care if you come to me and say, you know, you got some, you got some juicy lips, girl. I'm not going to, I'm not going to discuss that with you. I'm not, I'm not going to respond to that. I'm not here for that. I'm not poking those things out. I can't help it. They're, they're very visible, but I'm not here to discuss my lips with you. I'm here to discuss this topic. This is what I'm here for. And if you can't have an intelligent conversation with me about X, Y, Z, then we're not having a conversation. So I think it's important to note how you present yourself, how you put yourself out there. And this is the difference between male and female advice because a man will just say to you, put yourself out there. You're like, yeah, let me put myself out there. Let the next picture I'm I'm going to post is with my all my my girls hanging out, and you know, or a back shot where he can see just how round my ass is, and hope that you know I get 20 million likes and everybody, you know, I'm going to at least get 10 DMs with somebody who I may be digging, and I'm hoping that he's one of those people, the one that I really want. I hope that I've caught him. What you've caught is his appetite, but not his his heart or his brain. All he sees is a piece of meat. So, am I wrong? Hmm? Am I wrong? Well, that's not the scene I'm talking about. I'm talking about am I outside wrong? of your home. I'll get to but, that part later. But I'm talking about be seen outside of your home. I don't want the single woman to think that they're just going to sit home and say, I want to be with a good man or I want to be in a relationship. And then magically someone's going to knock on their door and that's going to be him. Well, in the age of technology, there are relationships that occur when people don't leave the house. You can be online and start a relationship. I mean, it's, it's the truth, though. There are lots of relationships that are born online, and no one left anywhere. They're in their house. But I get your point. Yeah, so I'm, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying don't sit home alone thinking that you're going to get whatever it is that you want from this man that's currently not in your life. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Now, as far as presenting your ass, your titties or whatever else you think it is that's going to attract a man to physically want you. As a man, that lets me know that you think that that's your best asset. If that's all you're throwing in my face. Mm-hmm. I already seen your ass. I already know. With the, I'm saying with your clothes on, I already saw it. I already mm-hmm. know how big small it is, how how it's shaped. I already know that part. I looked already. <laughs> I already know that you're a B cup, C cup, whatever. I already know that part. If you want to go the extra mile and reveal it a little more than necessary, then okay, cool. I know that this is what you think is the best presentation that you have to offer. So you will be dealt with as such by the men that approach you because of that. So on that, that I, on that point, we agree for sure. I think that women often want to start with something else, but they find that they don't get the attention 
or attraction that they're looking for, and then they kind of just go to what is tried and true, which is to show their body and show their face in certain parts of their face in order to appeal. I think that many women have brains and or big hearts, but those things are very hard to show anyone because it really takes a man taking the time to talk to them and listen to them and give them some some opportunities to show who they are. And and there are a lot of men who are not seeking a relationship, so they don't take that time. And so a lot of women will just say, okay, well, fuck it. I'm just going to show this because that will capture somebody, and it will. And then it goes to our first podcast where that's now a tactic. I'm going to lure you in, um, and we're going to make this work. So even though you only came here for uh, my physical attributes, um, I'm at a point in my life where I need things to work out. And so we're going to make this work. I'm going to make this relationship that's really just about sex, I'm going to make it so much more. Um, so I think that that is unfortunate because it's really hard. I mean, it's impossible. It really is impossible to change anybody. So if all he came here for is this, you're not going to change him. If anything, he may alter his his um his actions so that he can be around a lot longer to get more of the thing he came for. So there are men who will play that game. If you want to have an intellectual relationship, they'll have it with you because if that's what's going to get me to come over here later at night or whenever I want to, then I'll do it. But you'll find that you're not going to get him to go beyond any of that. Like he's just going to have the conversation. He's not going to be making any type of long-term goal plans with you. And I think that, that that's when that game comes to bite them in the ass, you know, because it really doesn't work out. And this is, I think that it's important to note on our podcast that both of us are talking like general, like in general. There's always the exception to the rules. There are relationships that start with just sex and end up becoming so much more. There are relationships that, you know, have an intellectual or um, emotional start, but end up not being long lasting. So there's no, um, it's not like a guarantee, but this is just general. Right. And not only is it general, but it's also non-judgmental. As in your group that you brought up earlier, people get to express themselves however they want to express themselves in the 100% non-judgmental zone Mm -hmm. and that's the same exact thing that we have here on the podcast whatever we are saying we're not judging anyone for whatever way they choose to go we're just more so discussing the pros and the cons of going that way whichever way you choose to go is totally up to you absolutely So I think that we did a good job of sharing our opinions today. Yeah, this was a great discussion. Mm-hmm. I loved it. So um, I thank you all for listening in on episode two of The Universe is Talking. I hope that you've enjoyed. Please leave a comment below. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
Universe Talking to be notified of new episodes every week. Thank you.